Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Forever Bristol City podcast. Were City up for the cup, as they used to say in the olden days? Sadly not. The final score at Ashton Gate, it finished Bristol City nil, Fulham one. We certainly got our money's worth. Uh, we're out of the cup. Joining me, uh, Ian and Mark. Uh, another defeat at home. Uh, you first, Ian. Uh I thought it was a decent performance, and that's a general view coming out of uh, the various social media platforms. What do you think? He's too excited. He's too excited. Mark, you you take it. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you there, Mark. Far away. Yeah, um, a thoroughly entertaining two hours of football from teams teams who just want to keep it on the pitch and go at each other to, to you know to, to win a to win a game. Both teams made changes, but it was Bristol City that dominate dominated possession and just couldn't find the killer instincts. Uh, you know, a great performance that just lacked the quality at the end, but showed that Bristol City can mix it with the best teams in the, in the division. They can pass and move. They've got great shape. They just need to make more of their chances. This bodes yeah. well for the rest of the season. No, I thought that. Ian, are you uh, are you with us now? Can you hear us properly? Obviously not. Well, I'm going to give it. Uh, well, I thought I thought it was an entertaining uh, afternoon, to be perfectly honest. Uh, and I like the look of the side when it uh, lined up. Uh, I wouldn't call it a weakened side. You know what is a strong Bristol City side? But uh, Mark um, Max in goal, a back three of Callas, Atkinson, and Pring. That's got a bit of everything, hasn't it? You know, it's got the determination of Callas, Atkinson. It's got the height and Pring. It's got the physicality. What did you think of that back three that? Um, Came yeah, in there. certainly mobile. Uh, you know, rest rest in there Chance to look at Atkinson after you know his some of his in and out performances recently, and come back from what we think is 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 COVID. Picking the two youngsters in midfield again in Scott and Ben Arus, and the return of Hanno and Masengo, and a chance to see uh, Naki Wells and Chris Martin uh, perform again. I think the only the only downside was that Alex Scott had to play wide right which isn't his best position, as you can probably see, but he did contribute to a, to a good game. Yeah. All right. Now, I think Ian's back in now. Uh, I don't know whether he's... Uh, are you able to speak to us now, Ian? Hello, Ian. Hear me? Yeah, got you now. Good. You're back in the right. room. Is okay. Yeah, I just started saying to uh, Mark, um, you know, the, 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 the performance overall, as we usually do, just a quick summary, not the detail, but just a quick summary of the performance overall today. I think uh, Pearson spun the tombola in terms of the uh, formation, but it was more or less the same in the attacking sense. Uh, I thought it was a decent performance, but we lacked the cutting edge to finish it. We had some great chances, could have put the game to bed in the first half when we had 66% possession. Certainly could have done it in the second. Um, O'Dowda missed a sitter. Conway missed two really good chances. So I was I was pleased overall with the performance, but Fulham brought on £100 million worth of substitutes. And in the end, that was the slight difference that won them the game. Uh, I mean, yeah. in fairness, Max O'Leary made two worldies and a couple of good saves. So, it, you know, it, it, I mean, Mitrovic, once again, we, we need a plan next week to stop Mitrovic and Wilson. And, and that yep. needs to be a real good plan. And I know there'll be a few changes from that team. Um, I was very, one thing I will say, I was very surprised at two goalkeepers on the bench. Well, we'll come on to that. We'll come on to that in a yeah. second because, you know, right. we had. Nine substitutes in total. Uh, we filled the bench. Yeah. Um, noticeable by their absence, Backinson and Simpson, you'd have expected one of those to be on. Why name two goalkeepers uh, in that game? Ask you first, uh, Ian, and then I'll put the same question to Mark. That was a strange one, wasn't it? Ian? Well, it was. If you, it, it was. If you, if you look at it, you, you've got um, players that missed out today. We had eight. So two two injured, they're obviously going to miss out. But Simpson, Simpson, James, Tyler, Cundy, Williams, and Backinson, mm. all all missed out. So I don't know why you wouldn't you wouldn't put them on the bench. And also, I think sl- slightly surprising, but it, it could be either Pearson sending a message, or um, 
the fact that we can't shift those players out that we brought on and we're looking for an excuse because obviously Wells De Silva um, and Palmer are now all cut tied. Not that I don't think that's going to make a tremendous amount of difference to uh, any club just looking at them, but um, it's not going to help shift them. No, Ian, um, Mark. What did you what did, what did you think of uh, was was Pearson, as Ian put it, sending out a message with uh, the, you know two goalkeepers on the bench when you know Fulham put their experienced players uh, on late on. We could we have Matty James. Yes, we brought on uh, Andy Vyman uh, very late on, but uh, naming two goalkeepers that's almost as bad as you know, not even filling the bench. What did you think? Yeah, I think the only the only player you know could have been on the bench is is Backinson. I think he wanted a rest, wanted a rest, Matty James. That's all you can say because um, I think he'll be back in in the team in the team next week. So really, I, I just don't know. Um, you know, he just filled filled the bench as he's you know filled filled the bench with players. But Backinson Backinson's not ill as far as I know. He's certainly. Uh, he certainly hasn't got an injury, so I don't I don't understand why he was on why he was on the uh, why he wasn't on the bench and, and and Palmer was there. He thought thought Palmer had been banished, but he came he, you know he he came on show showed a few flashes, a little bit casual at times. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised backing someone on the bench. Yeah, I mean the first half, as Ian said a moment ago, City were more than a match for their uh, for their. Well, I'll call it Premiership-ish squad. Well, not Premiership-ish. It's a Premiership squad. When you got them there, I mean, uh, Ian, uh, Bobby Reed and uh, Joe Bryan uh, playing. Um, how we could do with players like them here? And do you think it was a bit harsh that they were being booed by certain sections of the crowd every time they touched the ball? I thought that was a bit churlish, to be honest. I I I'd go stronger than that. I thought it was disgraceful. Both players left the club. They cost us nothing to buy. They brought in about 15 million quid's worth of money, without which we'd be in even even uh, bigger doo-doo than we are now, and we're in a big enough amount. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't accept that at all. I can understand some players um, getting uh, getting booed if they leave the club in the wrong way. Um, you know, your Nicky Maynards, your Famara, Jijus, and all the rest of it. But, um, no, not those, not those two lads. What was the other part of the question? Uh, I think that was it, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, no, yeah. I was going to say, you know, I think, um, you know, they played their their part in uh, in the game, uh, but you know, of the two, Mark, I thought Bobby certainly in the first for the first hour of the game, he he, he had the greater uh, presence about him. I think I wish we. Think we could do with a player like him now, although he's not very physical. He looks like he's shrunk rather than grown since he's been there, doesn't he, Mark? Yeah, I mean, he's he's always pretty mobile. He was playing what he was playing on on, on he was playing as a wide player today. I mean, I think he he certainly missed a chance to uh, you know to put the ball on a plate for, and, and try to beat Max O'Leary from his near post halfway through the first half. So he was lively. Um, didn't really do a lot because you know we we contained. We contained Fulham quite well. They did make eight changes from the team that played played. I think Sheffield United on the twentieth because they've had games postponed over over Christmas. But um, yeah, I mean, we I thought we matched them really well. We turned over possession a, a ridiculous number of times in uh, in the second half uh, and dominated possession against you know Bristol. If you said to me before the start of the game. Mark, Bristol City are going to dominate possession against Fulham. You'd be laughing, laugh that, wouldn't you? I mean, that, that sounds crazy, but we did. We dominated possession in that game. It's crazy, really. But yeah, know. yeah. Cookie, uh, Red Robbo, and Loud Lisa have picked us up on a factual inaccuracy about Tyreek Backinson being on the naughty step. Apparently, Gregor said that he's got COVID. So, oh, he's you know, got again, COVID. I didn't realize us, he was ill. That's us trying to, uh, to 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 make more of it. Um, yeah, very yeah. soon, Tyreek, if you're listening, which you're not probably, <laughs> but if you do, hear the recording. Yeah, yeah, which will be up tomorrow morning because I'm going out for a oh, little yeah. bite to eat straight after this. There we go. Um, well, Ian, I sincerely hope he's—I sincerely hope he's been jabbed because five percent down there aren't, and it's dangerous if you aren't. So, well, uh, I sincerely hope he's been been jabbed, and in any event, I wish him well. Yeah, no, most definitely. Um, Ian, we had a first division ref today, Jonathan Moss. 
Uh, I thought he had a good game. He let a few robust challenges go in. He was better than the awful officials that we've seen for the last couple of weeks. I don't think he really favoured the Premiership, uh, well, former Premiership side, like some people say referees do. Do you think he had a decent game, the ref, today? I, I think he had a, what I call a 7 out of 10 game. He didn't make any, borderline 8 really, he didn't make any howlers, did he? He didn't award any penalties that weren't. Uh, I think the only really bad referee we've had recently was the guy against QPR, who was yeah. Andy Davis. Was it absolutely dreadful? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But no, I, th- I think if anything, over the last five years, I think the standard of refereeing has improved greatly. Uh, but you know, obviously, you still get the odd guy who, like the odd footballers, has an absolute stinker. And mm. um, I suppose players do it, and referees do it. But Andy Davis certainly had. But in fairness, there were three big decisions in the game and he got one wrong. But I think it was game-changing, the Scott penalty. Uh, but even then, he was a very poor referee. So um, mm. one point I'd make on Fulham, we were competing against them well and we had 66% possession in the first half, which is unheard of. But if you look at the five players they brought on, uh, those players will start against us at Craven College. Uh, College. I know. So... Uh, you know, I'm not going to say you can have my house if we dominate possession up there, but I'd be very, very surprised if we do. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, I mean, I had a rogue Fulham fan sat behind admittedly. I think he was with a couple of City fans and he was saying they've kept their big guns on and his triple substitution. He expected it to be uh, Mitrovic, uh, Cabano and uh, and um, Carney because he said Khan is their best player, as it was Mitrovic, Cavano, and the other ginger-haired Reed uh, came on. Mark, when you bring players on like that from the bench, they're potentially game-changing, aren't they, just by reputation as much as anything else. And when he added Carney and Wilson to that as well, I mean, that's five players that would walk into any side in the top half, well, any side in this division, full stop, and probably not, and probably three or four sides in the Prem now. Would you agree with that? And they're big yeah, guns, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Tom Kearney's yeah. a very cultured player that they got, um, uh, you know, they got a good deal from Blackburn for him, but he's had terrible injuries um, throughout his, that, that, have, that have curtailed his career. Uh, I think he scored a winner in, he scored a winner, I think against Villa in the, uh, in the playoffs a few seasons ago, but very good player. Um Carvalho, Muniz Carvalho, I think Atkinson kept him quiet, but he had a much harder job against Mitrovic, but you'd expect that. And he made a big difference in extra time with that shot that Pring headed off the line. Absolutely incredible. But a goal line stop that was. But yeah, yeah I mean the the, the the quality told because in the second half we were we were penned in our half and, and our legs had got had gone a bit. But for our part, mm. I think playing on the break next week was suit us, especially with what Semenyo can offer maybe behind the front two. You saw the value of that when he played mm. Conway through. And I think you've got to give the goalkeeper credit. Because I think he just feathered the ball away from away from Conway, uh, forcing it forcing him wide. But I was going to say that was one of the that was, that was one of, that was one of the chances. And then mm. uh, Ian, um, again, I want to go through each individual player's uh, performance in a second. But Callum really should have done better with another well worked move. It was in the 80th minute, and he blazed it over the bar. Yeah, I mean that was um, yeah. that was one of. Several good chances. I mean, that's the story of City's season. Well, not only this, but season's gone by. But uh, what about the goal? Their goalie, and when it came, I mean, a cross, cross come shot, was it? You know, it seemed it seemed a bit 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 weak compared to some of the chances that had been missed. What did you think of the goal? I thought uh, it, it, they made the clever runs across the front of Max O'Leary as the cross came in. The problem was. If you let Wilson cut inside on his left foot when he's on the right, you're in trouble. And we were. We didn't get out and close him down quick enough. It was a short corner. Uh, He's put the ball in. He's put it in quite low and quite quickly. And he's crawled into bottom corner with Max O'Leary unsighted. Um, Mm. So you you can say we should have done better, dealt better with the cross. I thought our crossing and our finishing was poor today. Calamo Dowder as I've often said, is a scorer of the occasional great goal. He will never, ever be a great goal scorer. So forget it. 
Um, you know what you get with him. I thought he did well winning some a lot of balls in the area that we didn't take great advantage of today when they were kicking the diagonal to him and he was flicking it on because our players wait for the for the flick and then run for it because they're frightened of getting stuck in front of the ball. Mm. So um, we just had a comment on here, Alex Scott running the game at times. Oof, yeah, I, no, I wouldn't go that far. I'm sorry. Um, well, he did move into the middle. He did move into the middle. He did move into the middle uh, later on. I mean, you just mentioned uh, Benarus. You know, I thought he was. That's probably the better game that he's played. He he was winning fouls, Mark, wasn't he, Benarus? And then he had one that I think the referee thought you've caught my eye with a few that were fifty-fifty, and there was one that was a blatant one in the second half. Um, you know, but Benarus looked a better player than we've seen in his appearances so far. Would you agree with that, Mark? Yeah, he looks he looked much better on much better on the ball, and he and he, he he was confident, and he was turning the ball over as was Alex Scott, as was Cameron Pring and Anoa Masengo in in their half, and you know looking looking to go forward. I thought you know sometimes we 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 overpassed. It might have been idea to take perhaps take an early shot just to test their goalkeeper because we didn't really do that today. Most he made comfortable saves at his uh you know his his near post or or the ball flew over the bar or flew flew wide. He was quite mm. a dominating presence but he wasn't really tested. Um so that that was a shame really because I don't think we'll get a better chance to beat Fulham at home because we got a fantastic record against them away. The last five visits to Craven Cottage we won, including a League Cup game but O'Dowd had just got to keep his head down. The ball's played back from from uh, by by Martin. Players are facing their own goal. He just needs to keep his knee over the ball, get it on target, and you know we won the game. And he puts it over the bar, and everybody puts it. Well, that would that was a one goal. It was a one goal game. We were that evenly uh, evenly yeah. matched. Um, Alan, Alan uh, Payne, he's put in here. I boycotted the match on principle due to the pricing. First time I've missed a cut match. Mm, I, I I think. Not going to a match because you can't afford it, boycotting it. If you're a real fan, which you are, Alan, we know that. And, you know, it's not a case of real fans going. But, you, you know, you'd have been regretting it like hell if we'd have won that three games to two. And, you know, for me and uh, Mel, for the two of us, and I'm the pensioner, it was 57 quid. Now, we got our money's worth because of the extra half an hour. But uh, boycotting a match due to pricing. But uh, a crowd, 7,300. I think even if the prices were half what they were, I don't think they'd have double. I don't think they'd have got a crowd above fifteen thousand, i.e., double. Yes, they'd have got the extra revenue going through the uh, food and beverage side. But uh, Ian, do you think you know the pricing boycotting matches? Yeah, I mean, I know you live some distance away, but you know, if they'd have halved the prices, do you think they would have got double that crowd? I don't think so myself. No, I don't. And I, I think a lot of it with people, though, isn't <clears throat> anything to do with price. I'm sure Alan can afford 20 quid, but it's a uh, it's a matter of principle. I mean, I'll give you an example. Newcastle, um, five for a kid, tenner for an adult, 52,000 today for a game. The game that they lost, actually, they lost against Cambridge. <laughs> they did. They lost 1-0 to Cambridge, um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think you've got, when you're sitting, you've got to say, right, what is... Where what's the optimum pricing point? Because don't forget, we do get money off the EFL or the FA, sorry, for international coverage. I don't know how much it is. I'm going to look it up. Fifty k seems to stick in my mind because it's an mm. early kickoff, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Bearing in mind that whatever the gate comes to, we have to give forty five percent of that. We only get forty five percent of it. Forty five goes to Fulham. The rest goes to the FA for a pool, which is then. Uh, divided amongst all the clubs at the end of the season is very important. Um, so it's a principal thing. I, do I think we'd have got double? No. And the way I look at it, 5,000 at 20 quid or, or 10,000 at a tenner, is, it comes to the same. It's um, price elasticity of demand at the end of the day, isn't it? You know, well, it, and... it's a lot. Don't forget, it's a lot easier with all the nonsense it's about with COVID, security, rotten weather, howling wind. It's a, a you know travel costs and all the rest of it. Um, it's very much um, it's very much uh, easier to do all that with a smaller attendance. 
So City, yeah. made, they've obviously sat down and thought about it, and that's the decision they've come up with, and you have to respect it because we're all going to be saying, well, you know, we want to have a, um, uh, uh, you know, we want to sign a striker, we want a midfield player. I, I want this, and what? Well, yeah, but in you, it's going to be buying them. It's the club. So I the know. club sets the price point where they want, and they live or die based on that. And well, obviously, they live or die based on. Steve Lansdowne not waking up tomorrow morning and go, oh, I've had enough of this. I'll write off what I've lost. Goodbye. Yeah. Mark, I thought the uh, pitch was in remarkably good condition, bearing in mind the Bears were mauling around all over it last night. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it, it's, you know, the Desso surface, it, it does it does wear remarkably well, doesn't it? Um, so, so, you know, so, you know, I'm glad they put that in. You know, it's, it's, it's used at other places like Stadium NK and and another uh, other new grounds. So yeah, I mean, it helps. It really helps, you know, a passing game, and that's what we we saw today. Uh, you know, a, a sure, game I of football. Have, there was no, so there was no injury quid, time at the end of the first half, which was you know some first time I've seen this season. So it yeah. helped, you know, helps the ball run, helps helps passing football, and that's what we want to what we want to see going forward, isn't it? Yeah, see the ball no. passed on the ground. Definitely, and you say what we want to see. I mean, we've <laughs> we've actually lost three out of the last four home matches. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody. We've lost three out of the last four, but there's a genuine positive vibe coming. I detect on the forum, on Twitter, etc. That we ain't doing too bad. We ain't going to go down, right? We're not going to go down. <clears throat> famous last words, but we're getting somewhere, Ian. You know, you people label you as the harshest, one of the club's harshest cricket critics, and us on this uh, podcast overall. But we're starting to look as though we've got something going. Would you agree? Despite the defeat, despite three defeats in four, what I would say is, let's see. Um, mm. well, in fairness, we should have beaten QPR, but you could say that about a few games. Yeah. Um, but other games we've won, for example, QPR away, we should have got battered. Now, when mm. we played Fulham and got a draw at home earlier this season, if they'd have beat a 6-1, we couldn't really have had any complaints. So no. I'm, I'm just, it's not a question of, well, is it better than it was? Yes, but we're moving up from an incredibly low bar. And one thing Nigel Pierce has succeeded in doing since he's come in is lowering everybody's expectations. Mm. Because if you said to me, right, for example, like I did a prediction on the Bristol City Forum of how we were going to do in the games leading up to um, Christmas. Now, the Luton game was cancelled, and so I included the Millwall one, or leaving it up to the January window. So I included the Millwall one. Now, I was predicting um, seven points, out of the 18 and we got 10 yeah now that that is that's progress yeah that is that is better it's not brilliant um and 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 i think that you know um somebody said on here but ian you will lose games you deserve to win while playing kids yeah so don't play them all at once alan and don't play some of them out of position would be Mm. my answer to that i'm all for playing listen i've told you before I'm all for playing 11 Bristolians stroke 11 academy players, right? That is what I want. That's what Steve Lansdowne wants, so he's told me. But they have to be good enough. And if you look yeah. last week, Riley Taylor was absolutely exposed. And that wouldn't have done that kid any good. Didn't do us any no. good. We could have lost the game. So we need to be, yeah, play the kids, but be realistic about in, it. Be realistic in, in, in moderation. get to... If you want to get the 53 points and put the under-18s out there, I don't give a monkey's. Yeah, yeah. But well, the last let's four... Be a, yeah. Let's be realistic, for God's sake. The last, the last four games, they have all been at home. So it's three defeats in four. And look, it's likely to be four defeats in five next week up at, up at Craven well, Cottage. No, got a good, got a good well, record there, David. Well, yeah. Mark, Mark, <laughs> I was going to come come to you. You know, I spoke to you when, in your car when you were driving home. You sounded pretty chipper. And... You know, there was a general, just positive vibe I'm detecting, yeah? Even myself, you know, I sort of come out of that. I thought, well, we lost, but I was entertained. What did you think? I think it's nice to see us play, you know, we can, pa- we can pass and move the ball. 
You know, yeah. we've for, we've forgotten how we how, how City do that. But in an open in an open game that was low risk, we showed that we could compete. Yeah. We just got to put the ball in the net. We just lacked a little bit of physicality in the final third as well in terms of getting goal sider players, you know, and, and our corners. Considering we had about fifteen or sixteen corners in the game, they they were pretty wasteful. Um, you know, we didn't put. A we, had 12, we had twelve actually. We had twelve, twelve corners well, we had, in the we, game. You know, we we some of them were were, were a bit of a bit of a waste of time. So we, Matty James will be taking the corners next week, I think. Because, uh, really? Because uh, I don't think he's that great, to be honest. All right, it, it, and look, the other good stat that's coming out is fifteen shots, eight on target. I mean, guys, yeah. we were down in single figures for that. All right, as I said at the start, let's let's look at individual performances because we're you know by this time next week we're going to be halfway through the January transfer window. All right. So, first of all, in goal, Max O'Leary. I think since he's come in for Bentley, he's shown enough to me to put himself down as, should Bentley go, as a viable number one. And if Bentley doesn't go, he's got that shirt until he makes a ricket. Ian, ask you first. Max O'Leary, you agree with me? He's earned the shirt and he deserves to stick with it. And if Bentley goes, yeah? What do you think? He's, he's number one at the moment and he should stay number one and just making one mistake shouldn't, because let's be honest, Dan Bentley's made mistakes and stayed in the team. Yeah. So on, on current form, no problem with Max O'Leary. Okay, that's good. Mark, what do you think? He's been given a chance by, uh, by Pat Nigel Pearson. He's taken it really well. That's quite comfortable on crosses because that's really a measure of a, of a good goalkeeper where they can dom- dominate their area. Shot yeah. stopping, very good. His distribution seems to be a bit better. You know, he, he can kick the, seems to be able to kick the ball further and flatter uh, than, Dan, than Dan Bentley, although he still go a little bit up the middle uh, sometimes and, and, you know, the ball's coming straight back at us. But his distribution is, uh, is, better, than, uh, is better than Dan Bentley, which is, you know, which, you, know you, you need good distribution in this league. Yeah, no, definitely. definitely. So he's he's earned it. He's number one. He's number one, uh, and Bent is going to have to get the shirt fight to get the shirt back off of him. It's going to be tough. Yeah, um, we started with a back three today: Callas, Atkinson, and Pring. Um, let's look at individual performances and then the shape. Um, Ian, for me, Callas he he wasn't captain, but he gave an all action captain's performance today. I thought it was very good getting Atkinson in. That game gave him some confidence. He played in the middle. I thought he did okay. He pushed up late on and was getting in a few uh, headers as we almost did a flinty type thing, pushing the big man up front. And Callum Pring, who signed that uh, contract uh, this week, um, he gives that physicality. You know, no, no Zach Viner, he was available today. Um, in that back three, had a bit of everything for me, you know, and if you have Viner and Baker, well, one fit and one hopefully recovering, and Cundy, you know, that's a decent five to play that type of formation. Would you agree with that? I think that uh, Campering was good today. I think I thought Atkinson had his best game for quite a while, and Callas was decent. Um, Whether he goes back to 4-2-3-1, next week, which frankly I would do because we got a bit exposed late on in the wide areas again, which always bothers me. And that's where the goal came from. So yes, I, I thought was, um, yeah, my, my view is none of our defenders have done much wrong. I am worried uh, that we could really do with Baker next week, or even if you're just looking at physical size, Kundi uh, against yeah. Mitrovic, because he is one unit. And, and he's a quality unit as well. He's not just a head on a stick. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I thought all of uh, the back three did well today. And the, and the only one I was quite disappointed with in midfield was Andy King. Well, we come back. I say we're going to pick individual uh, individual players and, and sections of the pitch. Uh, I'll ask the same question to you, Mark. You know, it had, had a bit of everything there, I felt. Yeah, and Ian suggests that they maybe won't play the same three next week. They could do with more physicality. But, you know, they're, they're a decent three, in my view. Would you agree? Yeah, Atkinson, I mean, Atkinson was playing in the centre of the, of the back three uh, this time. And it looked pretty pretty balanced. Um, you know, Cameron Pring and, and uh, Thomas Callas were able able to go forward. 
you know, Pring, Pring looked quite threatening. It's just, it's, I think it's just the, the, the final product, but it's good to split those, those centre backs and, and get them, get them forward. Uh, that offers good, good attack, good attacking, attacking options. Yeah. Um, I think we're struggling a bit. I mean, Atkinson looked like he got a knock at the end of the game. Um, how bad that is, I, I don't know whether it was just, it was just, um, uh, stam, you know, stamina, but he did go down in the second half of extra time, and we are really struggling for players there. If you know, if, if, if it was only really Viner that can come in, I, I think it might be too early for Cundy. I think he played against Sorensester, didn't he, in the end of twenty three to the Gloucester Cup this week? Yeah, and that was his first uh, first outing uh, since he's returned from injury. So I expect him to, you know, rack up a few more minutes uh, for the under twenty threes before he goes back in the first team yeah. squad. And I don't see, Definitely I don't see Baker to, to bring in. Yeah. I don't see Baker. Well, we don't. We don't know the detailed status of Baker. Um, let's look at the midfield then. Let's look at the the heart of the midfield. Ian, you started to say about King. I thought he was considering he was probably well one of the most experienced players on the pitch, but you know the one that has played consistently at the high level. I thought he was bang average today. Would you agree with that sentiment, Ian? Yes, I would. Yeah. Um, I thought if you want to talk about the midfield, I thought King was bang average. I thought Masenga was excellent. I thought yeah. Benarus was all right, nothing special. And the same thing with Scott, even when he moved into the midfield. I think he was better than Benarus, but I really don't like seeing the kid at right wing back and I wouldn't play him there next week, but I expect no. Pearson will. And Odauda, no. you mentioned uh, Max's kicking. It is, it, the tactic is to ping it flat to O'Dowd, who wins the ball and flicks it on. And I think yeah. he did okay at that. Uh, our crossing today uh, was was very wasteful. We had a lot of good opportunities to cross, and I thought a lot of our crosses weren't that great. Well, look, I, I, I don't rate O'Dowd at all, and I was just looking up his stats. This is his sixth season here. Right, 142 appearances. This was appearance number 142. Total number of goals, seven. Total number of goals in the last two seasons, right? Because I don't think he's scored this season, has he? Yeah? No? No. No, not like no. that. No. <laughs> Total number of goals in the He got four in 18 19. The last two seasons, he's he's got one in each of those seasons. I think he's a waste of a shirt, right? And he doesn't do, you know, it's crossing, right? When you consider what Nicholas Eliasson was like when he played and certain other wingers that we've had down here over the years, you know, am I being harsh, Mark, or not? If you, because I think he's I mean, crap. If, there you go. I've said offer, it. I mean, he's 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 uh, you know, in terms of goal scoring, I mean, we're we're throughout the midfield, we don't we don't score enough goals, or throughout the team, we don't. But he did, yeah, he did. I mean, he was up against Dennis Adoy. He won a lot of corners uh, on the left, a few quite a few corners on the left hand side. You know, with some block tackles from Adoy. Um, but he, you know, he didn't cut back. And if you looked at the some of the balls that when he when he did get in, you know some of his you know going for going for the going for a cross across the box, he could vary his crossing, pass the ball back, put his foot on the ball, come in on it on his right, just give the the full back something to think about because he was always looking just to go on his left and play it across the box. And of course, when he did get the chance, that was on his right foot, wasn't it? On the left hand side, and he just had no blasted it over. Red over. Robin, Red Robin just should... said, "Callum's a lovely lad, but six years at this level, your eyes tell you he's not ever going to be a top championship player." One hundred percent right. Hanoa Masengo, Mark, he almost got that elusive first goal, didn't he? Because if that one had got in, that was a decent save. That would have brought the house down, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had a he had a great volley uh, in the first half, which just dropped over over the bar. And in the second half, he he had a, he, he drove a shot from the edge of the box, which uh, Tosin got his head to, and in front of uh, in front of their goalkeeper and headed it over the bar. So I don't think that I thought it was going in the top corner until I saw it on the replay. It was probably yeah. more in the middle of, in the middle of the goal. No, it would have been great great for him if it had. About. If it had gone in, and obviously all the talk the early part of the week was about a pen- potential move to the uh, Bundesliga and Freudberg, I think it was. And uh, whether we hang on to him remains to be seen. All right, let's move to the front two. Uh, Ian, Chris Martin, Naki Wells. My view, I thought Martin was okay, but his lack of 
not lack of fitness. I mean, he's getting on a bit. There was one ball down towards the corner flag very, very late in the game, which he was chasing. He just didn't have the legs to get there. But I thought Naki put in a shift today. Um, he didn't get any chances. He, he didn't squander any chances. He didn't get any. What were your thoughts on the starting front two? I think it was a, it was a decent starting front two that's worked before, uh, particularly in that system. And they both needed to get minutes into their legs. Wells, um, particularly, as more so than Martin. Um, I wouldn't. I'd start one of them next week if we go with a four-two-three-one, and that would be mm. Martin because simply because he's better. He's the only back-to-goal striker <clears throat> that we've got at the club. And if we're not going to, Gregor has just said he doesn't think we'll sign a new striker or that Wells. Uh, will be off. Um, so I think that leaves us where we are, which is, I think, in terms of the quality of strikers and finishing we got, we're not going to see many goals. And one on Callum O'Dowder, can I just add on Callum O'Dowder? If yeah, you left on. him out of the team, if you left him out of the team, assuming you 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 play the same formation... Who who goes into that position? Do you put Cam bring forward, bring Jada Silva in? What what do you do? Well, you could play Semenyo, can play left or right. So if you're going to have a so-called wide player, then you know you don't have to put Callum O'Dowder in because he's not producing the end product anyway, right? But that's by the by. Mark, what did you what did you think of uh, the strikers who, who, today? Who comes in? No, no, who comes in? Who, co- All right. who comes in? It's right saying leave this bloke out, leave that bloke out, leave him out. He's crap. Well, I oh. said, I said, who comes in? Semenyo can play one. Well, Semenyo can play wide left. He's popping up on the left a few times. I'm just saying, I don't see what Odouda brings to the team. And as you say, you could push Pring forward and bring the silver in if you switch to a four. Yeah, but you know, uh, you know, you got people. You got people like Tommy Conway with pace down the left. We come on to the subs in a second, but uh, yeah, look, I know I got this thing about Callum, and I don't think there's too many people disagree with uh, me on there. And you're not disagreeing with me, and to be fair, you're just saying who to bring in. It'd be nice to have a a decent well, I, I, uh, did, I, winger. I, I, we let one winger. Hang on, we let one winger go out on loan, didn't we? Saiku Jenner. You know, he's gone, but he's a winger. Would well, he yeah. got a game today? Had he still been around? Yeah, you don't know. Well, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, you can play. I, you can, I, I, I won't have any. I, have a, I won't have any bones of playing. Sorry, Mark. What were you saying? I won't have any, but make it. You know, well, I won't have any problem if we play Jade. If we were playing a back three, uh, or we could play, or playing Campering is is a left sided centre back, a left a left full back. We're playing Jade Silver further further up the pitch in in in. Well, uh, you know, in a, in a four, in a perhaps in a four one right, four so, one. Uh, hang on, can I come in there? Jada Silva, who scored, I think, one goal since he's been here and got about two assists, you're going to play him instead of O'Dowder. Well, too bloody right here, because Callum O'Dowder's got 142 games with seven goals. Well, he would, I mean, it's, it's an alternative. He offers you more. I mean, he's, he, 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 will, he, will, he will offer you greater strength down down the left side. There you go. He can play. He can play right. it left. It left. I want to talk. Well, I want to. I want to talk about. There. I want to talk about the the subs individually as well. But let me just let you have your say, Mark, on the forwards. You thought they did all right. They although they I didn't score Wells, 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 Martin, Wells they, ran the ran the channels really well. Um, I think it was a shame that we didn't see him in in the centre, but. Uh, uh, you know, I thought I thought um, Martin ran himself into the ground, especially when, I mean, Casey Palmer put that pace on that ball and you know nearly killed Chris Martin. Uh, yeah. In uh, in you know right at the end in end of the half, chasing it down. That was that ended his game. But Wells showed for the ball on, on both of the left and the right channels. Looked pretty lively. Really yeah. wanted to see him, you know, given given the ball, not having to having to look for it. But he was lively. I thought he had a good game. I yeah. you know I give him a seven out of ten. Our man the match yeah. today, no doubt from me was Campering eight out of ten. Yeah, no, and he, you know, we've criticised, I've criticised Pring for uh, struggling to get through 90 minutes. He did 120 uh, today, and as you say, rightly a man of that. Right, let's get into the substitutes. Right, interesting, on 71 minutes, the ineffective Andy King, because he was, he didn't bring any leadership or anything like that, was replaced by Jada Silva, which allowed Alex Scott to move into the middle. Jada Silva, essentially a left-footed player, 
I thought he had a cracking, well, 50 minutes, the last 20 minutes. And, you know, he was playing on the opposite side. I thought he did okay. And what did you think of De Silva in an unfamiliar right-sided wing-back role? I thought he did very well until extra time came along. Um, and uh, then I think we got exposed uh, down the right and then the left, and that's where the goal came from. But up up until that point, he did better than I thought he would there because, like you say, he is naturally left-fitted. Jada Silva's a nice little footballer, but he's, yeah. he's not the... He, he's not the, the if you want the flyer or the effective attacking player um, that you need, and his height is a problem. Yeah, what did you think, Mark uh, De Silva? Popped yeah, up on the right. I, I thought he was good. Pleasantly surprised. I mean, you can see how he can make runs even when he's playing tight to the line with two defenders in front in front of him. And you know when he came when he came on, we were we were on top of Fulham. Fulham started well in the second half. And I thought, oh, here we go. They're going to dominate possession. Yeah. Penners back in our half, but they yeah. didn't. We got on top of the game. We continually turned over the ball in their own half. Just couldn't just couldn't finish. Yeah. And De Silva contributed to that greatly. Yeah, but six minutes. Yeah, shifted. Yeah, six minutes yeah. after that, uh, and Ian, one, the, he made one run, didn't he? Where he he did. I think he did a one-two with Masengo, and he yeah. pushed the defender. Oh, how it won a free kick, I don't know. I mean, he he didn't really. He should have hit the ball across the goalkeeper because he, he, you know, he stood up well at his near his near post and saved it with his feet for a corner. But he pushed him in the pushed him out of the way. It was hilarious. Yeah. To get um, to the ball. Um, Six minutes later, Ian, uh, return of the vanquished, KP45. You know, it was us. We yeah. all said he'd never wear a shirt again. Uh, Got the P45, right? <laughs> <laughs> he never, never put a shirt on for City again, but he came on 12 minutes plus extra time. He got a half. Um, what did you think? It came on for Benarus, who probably run himself out. But what did you think of uh, KP45, Ian? I thought it was it was okay. He made a bit I of a thought, difference, I didn't thought, he? I thought he did as, as well as, as Benarus. Yeah. And he did better than King. Yeah. So whether the bloke's leaving or not, and I think we're going to find it particularly difficult because of his wages to move him out unless we can move him some... Because he won't move down. He said he won't go He won't go and play in League One. Yeah. So he wants a championship club. If you look at the clubs that have been linked, QPR, it was confirmed on... Uh, London West, I think it's called West London Live, their version of the uh, Bristol Live, that QPR aren't interested in Palmer. Yeah. They do want to sign a number 10, but they don't want Palmer. He had a very good game against Birmingham, and there was a couple of swap deals uh, mooted there. One was for the left-back that Ashton tried to swap Masengo for on loan, and I really, really, really would want Christian Pedersen. Yeah, oh, no, thank you. I, 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 I'd rather go. I'd rather you went and played left back, um, or the centre half, the lad that got involved in the spitting. Harley uh, Dean. Incident. Harley Dean, yeah. Jesus. German, German. Center, isn't he? He's a, he's a half. Used to play for Brentford as well. He's a That's right. half decent Championship centre half who will stick his head in, um, and he's. So yeah, we could possibly do that, particularly if um, I think we've really got to look at. Um, centre back as one position because if yeah. if Cundy isn't going to play and, and he's never played in the championship, um, although he played thirty odd games in League One, which Riley Taylor hasn't, um, and if Baker is out and we're going to play a three, what the hell do you do if Callas gets injured? Well, we are buggered. We, we, we are buggered if that happens. Yeah, we, we are buggered. And if that's that one player. That's one player. That's not the team. No. So uh, I think we really got to look at. Uh, I could see that deal, that deal happening, and uh, because Arley Dean's got to be earning decent money at Brum, because uh, he was at a decent money side. And I saw somewhere so, on Twitter that they're about to sign somebody themselves. Birmingham centre half is going to join them, and I can't remember who it was. And I saw it earlier, earlier today. Let's we we'll talk about transfer speculation in a minute. I mean, Mark uh, Semenyo came on well for extra time for Chris Martin. Uh, I thought he was okay. Uh, Tommy, I'm not going to comment on Andy Vyman because by then the game, you know, was 10 minutes left. Um, but Conway, 
he looks useful and you know the way he tipped it round you said I think it was you that said the goalkeeper feathered it away but he had two mm. great chances so the two youngsters come in on Semenyo and Conway they didn't disgrace themselves did they no I think that with with Conway I think it was just a little bit of a mismatch physically but he certainly yeah. put himself about I mean he had that chance and then I think Tosin kicked the ball up in the air behind him and it bounced in front of Semenyo and he, he, he snatched a shot Loads of the goalkeepers left. He just didn't get it in the corner. It was too com- comfortable for him. Yeah. But he, I mean, and Semenyo came on. Of course, he took that ball through the middle to play to play uh, uh, Conway through, and you know, it just shows what we can offer. That it was having somebody to, to, to create clear cut chances today through the middle. We just didn't didn't have that enough. And then somebody to stick him in the back of the net. We know Conway can finish. He got that gold up at Millwall, didn't he? When he went one-on-one with the goalkeeper, it was a shame that we gave up after that and lost 4-1, but yeah. I know he, he, he can score goals. Yep. And none of those players, all those, the, those academy players that came in, uh, I think Tyler aside, a bit unfortunate. I think that game, I'm sure he'll get, an, he'll get another chance. He will need another loan. Have acquitted themselves really well. And this was a good, you know, good chance to get some some minutes uh, from Conway. I don't know whether it was because Naki Wells had run his run his course, but yeah, Tommy came on. He he, he did okay, put himself about, and he, he won't fear playing in, you know, in 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 in, in league games. And that's what yeah. we need. You know, Pearson is not afraid to blood youngsters. We've had no. plenty of managers uh, over the years. You know that that wouldn't do that. Gary Johnson and even Steve Cottrell with players like Wes Burns and uh, Johnson with Christian Ribeiro just wouldn't give them any minutes. But when they came into the team, they did well. They never let them down. They never let them down. Ian um, Tommy Conway, uh, I thought he was good, and I, I put and they're not the same player, but I put Conway, Bell, and Pearson as a little trio. Yeah, and you know some of them are the you know Scott and uh, Benner is probably the same age as those, but Conway. Um, Bell and Pearson, they're all m- not much of a muchness. What I was going to say to me, yeah, I don't even know what they look like. You know, sad saying that, really. So yeah, but they're young. Legs and a head. I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Con- of that little trio, Ian Conway is the star. He's got, he has got something about him, hasn't he, Tommy Conway? And if you'd have got that goal and won the game for us then, you know, it would have put his name uh, well and truly up there as another exciting young prospect. Yeah, yeah, it would, Dave. But uh, the, the question you've got to ask yourself, are they currently ready to play championship football week in and week out? No. Um, the ads, No. I, and, and by that, I mean start in the team. Because, look, you, you could put a really good amateur player on the bench, bring him on for 10 minutes, he'll look all right. You know, I'm talking about perhaps the best striker in the National League, he'd come on for 10 minutes. You'd think, well, I mean, this kid's good. But it's that week in and week out thing. Yeah. And if we're going to play football and we're going to play down the channels and all the rest of it, then I, I think we've we've probably got... We're, we're not strong enough right through the team. We're not strong enough at the back, we're, uh, uh, especially the middle. Uh, we're not strong enough... I think it right back, right stroke, right wing back. We're not strong enough in midfield, and we're not strong enough up front. And and it yeah. depends what you want to do. If you just, if it's just, oh, let, let's just survive. Let's do that, which is going to put everybody on a downer. You, you know, if we scrape it. Well, no, if we have another season like this, if we have another season like this, then the crowds will tumble. Yeah, because you've yeah, always got will. to be looking and, for progression. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah, you've you've got to. It's all right saying, "Well, we're better than we were last season." Well, last season we were abysmal, and if the season had gone on a month longer, we'd have been relegated. Yeah. So yeah. being better than that is no, no is no credit. I think being right. okay, it's a oh. credit, but it's it's not that you don't get much off me for saying, "Well, we're better than awful." So okay, yeah. instead of being a two out of ten, we're now a five. I yeah. don't want to watch five out of ten. But I think, but I think football. a lot of us would settle for a seven and a half come eight, and that would be flirting with the playoffs and not have these massive seasonal swings of doing really well and then capitulation, which at the end of the day contributed to Lee Johnson's downfall because the first half of most of the seasons that he was fully in charge, we were right up there and we fell away badly. 
yet, and people want to see at home. If we were winning 14 of our 23 home games each season, maybe less so away, you know, there was a bit more of a balance like that. Winning 14 at home, playing decent football, and, you know, all three games, QPR, Millwall, and this, yeah, have been, I didn't see the Huddersfield game, but played decent matches, and we were flirting between ninth and fifth, yeah, but other clubs always had that bit more. If we had three seasons of doing that, that to me would be um, that, that to me would be progress. Um, I, I want to make a suggestion about looking at the side for next week up at Fulham. Yeah? yeah, and then and then we'll wrap it up in a second. But just listening to what everybody's been saying to me, right? This is this is my predicted, not my predicted. Well, it is a prediction, yeah, because it's not what the lineup <laughs> will be. Uh, right, and that's where I unless think we're, it's I think I think. <laughs> Next week, um, we should line up. I think we should play, and this is going to be controversial to a point. I think we should line up with a back three of Viner, Callas, and Atkinson. Right? Okay. Now, Atkinson got a bit of confidence back, but I wouldn't want him on his own on the right. So, if you look at the middle, and then I'm going to go from left to right rather than right to left. If you look at the middle, then I'm going to put Pring in front of Atkinson. I'm going to bring Matty James in for Andy King. Hanno Masengo picks himself, right? This is a controversial bit. I'm going to play Jay in the position that he played for 45 minutes today. And then I'm going to put Alex Scott in for Benarus. And then up front, it's obviously going to be Semenyo and Vyman. It probably wouldn't be those two. Right, Ian, tell me what's wrong with with that 11. Uh, if you what you, you like to, rather than tell you what's wrong, and I, I will tell you afterwards, but or, or later on, um, I'll tell you what I'd do. I'd play 4-2-3-1. I play O'Leary in goal, Pring, Atkinson, Callas, Biner, Masengo and James in midfield, Semenyo on the right, Vyman in the middle, and O'Dowda on the left of the front uh, of, of the front three, if you want to call it. And Martin is the point to the spear. That's what I'd start with. Mm-hmm. And then you've got you you've got options to bring on, but we cannot get overloaded in wide areas, otherwise we're gonna get a right boning up there. Um, mm. and, and to the people that I've been uh, bantering or texting with on on the, the timeline, thanks for the input. But if you say Cundy's never going to play, uh, he's out of contract next year, so you either release him now or sell him or loan him to somebody uh, now that he's fit. Who's this, Ian? Cundy. Well, we can't so take Baker... So Baker, we think we're out for the. A lot of people are saying he's going to be out for the season. There has been no decision made on that he is out for the season, but Pearson himself says he's had a very serious injury. So I don't expect to see Baker anytime soon. So no. Cundy's gone, Baker's gone. You want to? You, Dave, have said you want to play three at the back. Yeah. Okay. But I'm Alex not. Gets injured. That's, yeah. No. All that's right. One no. player. If, one yeah. player gets injured, and you're buggered. All right, so then that, that, that makes a case for signing Harley. That makes a case for signing Harvey Harley Dean on loan, then, doesn't it? You, you, yeah, because if you, you go out and you get him, all... yeah, yeah. Because Tomo said, Tomo said on here that if we lose Callas, then we will end up in a relegation scrap. Well, we could anyway, but it's not going to be. Um, uh, <laughs> it's it's not going to be much better than that unless we can keep every single key player fit. And I doubt we'll do that between now and the end of the season. But we do need, between this window and the summer window, depending on who leaves, we need to bring in at least six players. And um, yeah. six first-team players. I'm not talking yeah. about what's in the future or... No, no, they got to be better than we got to be better than what we got. And as we said on the last couple of pods, to get better than what we got, we can't afford that. Um, Mark, um Ian gave his alternative view. I'm sorry, any side that has got Calamo Dowder in it, when you're up against it, 
right? Which we will be at Fulham. We all know what the pitch is like at Craven Cottage. You know, they'll run hard. You know, it's a compact little pitch, right? Yes, narrow. Um, narrow that's that side that I've named there, right? As I say, Viner Callas Atkinson, Jay on the right, Pring on the left, yeah? Hanno James, Scott Semenyo Viman. I think that looks good because, you know, you've got a defensively minded, you've got, you've got the height of Viner behind Jay, but he can still defend. And you've got the physicality of Pring in front of Atkinson, yeah, who may be still lacking a little bit of confidence. In the middle, Hanoa and James. In the hole, Scott. And Semenyo and Wyman, more likely it'll be Martin and Wyman, yeah. But you've got to have, you know, you've got to have some physicality. And I think, to me, just based on that 45 minutes, on the opposite side to every other game we've seen him play, I think Jay De Silva is worth a start next week. What do you think, Mark? I think you could play him in front in front of Cam Pring. I mean, there's I think there's a case. We played better in the second half of a three than we did with a four against um, against Millwall, where they exposed us through the middle. Because Riley Towder obviously wasn't wasn't ready, but we did lose the ball too easily in midfield. So I think that there is a good case for playing a four-two-three-three-one, and we did that at the start of the season. And Masengo looked great. Um, that means that we can play uh, and uh, play Semenyo wide, wide, wider on the on the three, and he's much better there than he would be down the middle. Yeah, uh, I put, yeah. I put oh, guess him in the side. Yeah, and gets Semenyo in the side. Yeah, because the manager back to goal. I mean, yeah, I, look- I, yeah. With Callum, I don't think. I mean, defensively, if you if you had uh, some like the, the silver there, he would certainly offer you more, more strength, and then he could drop back and he can hold uh, the ball in, as in, we saw he today. Can, he can get good pro- well, he can provide more. He could provide more defen- defensive cover. Uh, definitely, definitely on one on one side. Um, and you know, if you're going to play some like Alex Scott, for God's sake, don't play him uh, wide on on the. Don't right. play him wide ring back. Play, I mean, play Scott him, and Callas. Sorry, Scott and uh, Viner um, playing like that. That that's got that's got weakness written all over it. Um, one transfer that's been mentioned on here. Somebody's put in a transfer request, not the one at Rotherham we're all linked with, but Freddie Lapardo always seems to be on the score the sheet. Ladapo, is it? Ladapo. Yeah, uh, Ian. Yeah. What, what, what would you think if we he's put in a transfer request because we've tapped him up rather than the other Rotherham bloke? He ain't going to cost a lot of money, but he's not somebody that's going to play Championship football week in week out. And is he any better than what we've got when you look at the likes of Conway, Semenyo, all pushing for a start, if not actually starting? Ladapo would do a job for us for yeah. for, for a season or two. Wouldn't cost a lot of money. Um, um, and he's one of a number of players. The first thing we got to decide is how are we going to play? In other words, we're we going to play bush football, or are we going to pass it like we did for periods today? I prefer the passing it, um, and so that my comments don't get taken out of context because lots of people like to do it and then say, <laughs> "Ian said you got to go and get Jamil Matt and go and get <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Morons, please, I, if I, you're going to write it, write, hang on, morons, if you're going to write it, write it in context. What I said is, if we're going to play bush football, smash the big diagonal, a la John Beck, Cambridge, a la some of Neil Warnock's teams, not all of them. If we're going to smash the big diagonal, then go out and get players that fit that system. I actually yeah. don't like seeing teams play like that. So don't smash no. the big diagonal. But the thing is... I can yeah. see Ladapo and Semenyo playing next to each other up front and giving teams a really hard time with Vyman in behind. Now, yeah. it's an alternative. I'm not saying uh, Ladapo's a far better player than Wells, but what I'm saying is it, it, if we're going to play the ball down the channels, he's bigger and he's quicker, and he's, he's a player that would for a season or two while we go through the, uh, yet another transition that everybody's telling me about yeah. that we've lost a fortune. You know, yeah. I, I yeah. I've got to remember, when we, when, we, we, when we started last season, when we won those first four games, we played two number eights, didn't we, behind Martin and Wells, and we were playing 3-5-2, and it was about getting crosses in, and 
you know, we had a big man, little man and Martin and Wales complemented each other very well. And and that's why we, we, we got those four wins, not all deserved, but we, we were clinical yeah. because we yeah. had a great, we had a great front pairing and we had, a, we also had players behind like Vyman who could contribute as well. It was yeah. bold. Eventually, it eventually did work out, but we started, you know, it, it can, it can work. And I think, you know, a player that, that's, he's a bit of a journeyman player, but he's, he scored 12 goals this season. Uh, for Rotherham, who, who always seemed to get relegated but bounced straight back, you know, very good in the transfer market. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? I'm resigned personally, unless we trade players that we're not going to bring anybody in. I don't think we're going to be. I don't think we're going to be excited. He's got this aversion to signing players on loan, which I think is wrong. In the, I think in the January window, you have to, you know, bring in players on on loan. They're a bit lower risk. Uh, yeah, but you don't want to bring in turkeys like Lucas Dioni, or for that yeah, matter, or, do or, Ryan, yeah. or Ryan Kent, who, who's, who had new life when he went to Rangers. But I think yeah. we do need defensive cover because well, we need to wrap Thomas Callas up in cotton wool because I think I wouldn't agree that we would get relegated without him. But well, the question the there is then the question there. Goal. The question there, if you want to wrap him up in cotton wool, is then why play him today when you could have played Zach Viner right of a three? It would have been very, 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 very inexperienced, yeah? yeah? Maybe he said, I want to play, yeah? Because, you know, he was in the starting line. He's, you know, of all the players that could do with a rest, Callas might have been the one. Guys, just to just to wrap up, um, Pearson, his overall, a couple of people have commented on this, his overall demeanour on the touchline now, and, you know, you, the way he was exchanging with the players, you know, he had his arm around Casey Palmer when he sent him on, talking to him. He seems more animated, yeah? He seems more on it. Ian, do you agree with that? Do you think we're starting to see a 100% fit Nigel Pearson? I know you say he set the side up wrong last week so whilst he was praised for getting it right against Millwall he was only putting right his wrongs but just general demeanour pitch side and what have you you know and he's got um, Curtis Fleming and is it Alex Ball two coaches there seems to be interaction going on do you think you know something we're seeing a bit more of the real Nigel Pearson now I think I think he's better in terms of his physical health I think that's a big help because of you know, when people are trying to chat to you and you're sick, um, it, it's horrible, isn't it? You know, you don't want to talk to anybody. You hate the world. You hate yourself. Um, yeah. And, and I think that doesn't help. And I think, yeah, I think his overall demeanor. I did a nitro then, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think his overall demeanor is better. He was talking after the game today. I know it was on the, uh, the official site, and that's the, that's never probing questions is it but nope. he did say oh the, about the stuff that he liked and how excellent campering was and how yeah. well they'd all done and and, and there was no, there was nothing really you couldn't dislike how we played today you couldn't no. dislike anybody in the team you couldn't it, was just, it wasn't one of those no. games well you couldn't dislike oh, the last three games yeah we've lost ignoring no, the Huddersfield uh, game you could not look we and you say is Pearson a Route One merchant, or as some people have said, I think somebody on Twitter uh, always right is it who puts he's a budget Warnock. I think that's an insult to Pearson. To be fair, no, but I, I don't. I don't think we've that, we've played we football. Have we have played. played. We've tried to play football, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. The last the last few games, yeah. There's been too much direct stuff. Now, whether that was the players not being able to do what Pearson wants, because but basically, it's, we've got more or less the same team out there. Um, yeah. So they seem capable of doing it. Um, we haven't got look. We haven't got a team that's going to get up in the Premier League anytime soon. And most people are saying, well, like I think Tomo said on there, let let's stay up, okay? Which is where my expectation lies. And it probably, unless we do something that I, that really surprises me in this window and in the summer. That is where my expectation. Um, yeah. That, that is where my expectation remains. However, results. You know, we need to pick up the twenty points we need to stay up out of the sixty-three that are left yeah. on offer. Now, I would hope we we're good enough to do that, and 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 that is what I hope. Now, if you're saying, would you like to put your house on it? No, I wouldn't. 
Um, but I wouldn't put, put my house on as going down either. No. So no. I think, but I just, I just want people just, you know, especially when you're talking about the young kids, because I've seen this before and I, it's, oh, he's in the academy, he's from Bristol, he's brilliant. And then they go off. And you can, we can all remember the lads that have come through the team and he's going to play for England, he's going to do this, he's going to do that, he's a local yeah. lad, he's brilliant. And it's the expectation level rises and they can't live with it. And, and I don't want to do that and I don't want to wear out the likes of Scott, Belarus, and, and all the rest of it. And I think the no. other lads, like Tommy Conway, need some time out on loan. They 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 need time to, to play that. Towler is the same. Needs to play two seasons out on loan, yeah. League one or league two. Well if we yeah and, let and me let me get stronger let me, and better. Yeah. Let me uh, let Mark have uh, his final say. Mark, I said uh, Pearson is um Seems as though he's got his mojo. He seems very animated. You know, probably one of the most animated managers we've uh, we've 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 seen uh, of late. Um, you know, it all goes well for the future, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think the good thing today was we were winning a lot of second balls. Um, we, we know it's made it made a nice change. I mean, we, we've all said yeah. some of the, some of the things. You know, getting to the ball, putting everything in, putting in a shift is the minimum requirement. Yeah. But I think we, you know we show what we can do. The problem is with with uh, results business; it can change in an instant. You just lose a couple of games, then you're on a downward spiral again. So we've just we've yeah. got to pick up some results next week. Well, you to say it's a it's a free hit, but a draw would be nice. And then we've got Cardiff on the twenty on the on the twenty second. Uh, you know, a, a home game, twelve thirty kickoff. Be nice to win that. I think we got a rearranged game against Luton on the twenty. Few days after that, and I think we winning. Play, we play Preston away. Yeah, and I think winning. Win again. Yeah, <laughs> I think winning against Cardiff is imperative, particularly as you've mm. rightly pointed out. There's two tough away games after that, guys. It's been a great pod. It's not been a bad day, even though we lost. Uh, Ian, but, Mark. But the thing is, the thing is, David, we're happier. Forever Bristol we're happier. City, you know, we're, 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 happier. we're a lot happier. You know, we just want to say that all, all our viewers in Iran, all our listeners in Iran who are listening. Yeah, uh, thank you, know. you to all of those. And Ian, thank you. Have a great weekend, what's left of it. And you, Mark, we'll be back next week, Take as you care. say. It's a free hit against Fulham. Thanks to everybody that's uh, tuned in and with their comments, Tomo and others on there as well. Tomo says as a Liverpool scout there today, assumes he's watching Alex Scott. We shall see. Will there be any transfer activity next week? We don't know, but if there is, we'll certainly talk about it next Saturday after the trip to Craven Cottage. Thank you for listening to Forever Bristol City Podcast. Good night, all. Thank you. Good night and God bless. Cheers, Dave. Bye-bye.